What's up, everyone? Iceman here. New Era Cap is the official headwear provider of the MLB, NFL, and the NBA, and a global brand of sport, culture, and self-expression for over 100 years. Whether it's to match your fit of the day or root on your favorite sports team, New Era Cap will always have you covered. As a born and raised New Englander and former marathon runner, the Boston Marathon holds a special place in my heart. The Red Sox New Era City Connect series designed in the Boston Marathon's colors are a great reminder to me of my heritage, my past, present, and future on full display. I wear this hat often, both on and off camera. If you want to support your favorite team, wear what the players wear, or accentuate your favorite pair of sneakers, New Era has you covered. Shop the official headwear by visiting neweracap.com slash Iceman and use code Iceman at checkout and get 15% off. That's right, 15% off. Get after it and save now. What are sneakerheads' expectations as they relate to new shoes and new releases? We'll get into that this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. I am your host, Matt Freitz. I hope that this finds you well, and I hope that you are happy. I want to extend a huge thanks to every single person who tuned in last week and allowed me the space to sort of open up about the loss of my mom. And while maybe it wasn't a comprehensive episode as it could have been, I could have gone into a lot more detail about her life. I understand that there is a limit into what you want from me that is non-sneaker related, but I do appreciate the fact that you let me open up about it because it's something that means a lot to me. And it means a lot to me on this content journey to be able to share myself with you, even if it is just a little bit. And so for that, I thank you. And I hope that you at least took something away from it. I hope that you reached out to a loved one. I hope that you realize that life is very, very short and that there is something that you can do to make your life better or something that you can do to make a relationship better. That being said, now that we have gotten all the sadness out of the way, it's probably time to get back to the sneakers. And when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about this week, I looked at the sneaker news that's been happening. A lot of times I will go to your usual sites to try and find some type of news or kind of ascertain what's going on in the sneaker world. And as much as I have a love-hate relationship with social media, it is very good for that purpose for me to go on, see what all the main outlets are talking about, see the kind of comments that people are making. To me, I think that's really the key, is when you're able to see inside the mind of sneaker culture as it relates to the comment section, that's where I get a lot of inspiration, or at least try to come up with some inspiration doing that. And in doing so, I realized that there was one name that stood out last week as it related to sneaker news, and that was obviously Union. Union just released their Air Jordan 1 collaboration, and it was obviously a hit. Now, earlier this month, or earlier last month, I did talk about lazy collaborations, and I did use Union as an example of a collaboration that I feel like has gotten stale. And I want to say that just because I find that particular shoe to not be that great, it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate what went into the collaboration. When you look at the story behind the shoe, and you all know that I'm a huge sucker for a story with a shoe, the story is actually really, really great. Going back to the summer of 1996, really telling the story vis-a-vis -vis this sneaker in an art form of how two people fell in love. And I think that that's a great thing. 
And I think being able to tell a story through a sneaker and have people relate to it in some way is a really, really cool thing. The design elements of it, I didn't find to be different enough than what had come out previously. I'm a humongous fan of the initial Jordan 1 run that Union had, the stitching, everything. It was awesome. I love the history behind it. The execution was nearly flawless. Actually, you could probably say that it is flawless. I loved everything about it. And so when I saw this collaboration, the footscape alone just wasn't enough to make me feel like this was vastly different than the releases that we had seen prior. But I understand that that is a nod to a different time in sneakers. Obviously, the 90s, there were a lot of things that happened in the 90s that we really haven't even touched on, not just on this show, but just in sneaker culture in general. And when you realize how much of sneaker culture hasn't been tapped into yet in terms of releases, you know that the companies are going to go down these roads to try to hit on this nostalgia. And I think that Union did a great job of tapping into that nostalgia in that it was related to the people that were actually designing the shoe. And so for that, I think it was great. But the news about the shoe really had nothing to do with the shoe. Obviously, sneaker culture is going to find it fire. Obviously, people are going to want it. I think where the real headline was related to how great the release actually went. Bots really didn't have a chance. The people themselves actually had a chance. And it got me to thinking about sneaker releases because since then, there have been some other releases, more specifically as I am recording this today, the Huragome Nike Dunk that came out. Skate shops, boutiques, they have been selling Nikes for a very, very long time. They have been designing Nikes for a very, very long time. And people, celebrities, skaters, and everybody, they have been designing sneakers for quite a while now. I think sneaker culture, though, has some expectations as it relates to these releases. And I think that over time, specifically over probably the last year and a half, maybe even two years, I think we've seen a little bit of a shift into how these releases go. I know many people like myself automatically assume that they're not going to be able to get a win on one of these releases. And really what that comes down to for me is my mind tells me that there are more people trying to get the shoe than there are actual shoes. And that's probably true for the most part in every single release. But one of the things that doesn't help that is also an expectation of sneaker culture is that bots are going to take up a lot of the inventory and we're never going to have a chance. For a very, very long time, that is the way that it was. And for a very, very long time, the expectation was that these companies are going to do nothing about it. Nike claims that they're doing a lot about it, and we'll get to the sneakers app in a minute. But a lot of these boutiques who really don't have a lot of infrastructure as it relates to technology, I think we all assume that they weren't going to be able to handle this problem because the people that were making these bots, the people that were designing and implementing these bots were just smarter, more tech savvy, and had more resources at their disposal. And that's not really that crazy of a thought if you think about it, because they're dedicating a lot of time and dedicating a lot of resources that have a lot of knowledge up here as to how these things work. I won't lie to you. If I actually tried to design a bot, I wouldn't even know where to start. As much of a tech guy as I am with all this equipment and everything that's sitting here, I'm not somebody who knows how to do that. I don't know how to code. I don't know how to build something on the back end. Those are for other people. And that's why if I wanted to do that, I would have to go to some other people and outsource that help. And so these boutiques, you'd think that they wouldn't have people like that that were on staff. But as more and more time has gone by, I think that it has necessitated them to have more tech-savvy people on their payroll. And why? Well, number one, they have to be able to meet the demand of the people that are trying to get these shoes. Over the years, more and more people are trying to get these shoes. There's just no other way to put it. 
Millions of people in some cases are going after a shoe. And to be able to handle the sheer volume of that, they're gonna have to have some real solid infrastructure to be able to do it. But the second part of it is being able to battle the bots because as the demand for these shoes has gone higher, as the hype has gone higher, what we know is that people are going out of their way to try to get these shoes because resale culture, which admittedly has cooled down in a general sense, but is still very, very high for shoes that are super, super hype, like this Union Jordan 1, like the dunk that I mentioned earlier, bots are gonna be out in force. And so a lot of these boutiques, a lot of these stores are having to up their game. Another thing I think we always expected was that there was gonna be no checks and balances into who was able to cop these shoes. Because if you think about it, how are these sneaker companies, how are these boutiques and shops, how are they going to legislate justice as it relates to your motives as to what you want to do? But again, I think because resale culture has become so embedded in the culture itself, I do believe that these companies are incentivized to try and do something to skirt around it. One of the things that I absolutely love is that a lot of these boutiques and shops are going out of their way to make sure that bots aren't a factor. Now that's one aspect of a release that I think is great to not have around because bots give us zero chance. They're automated, they can get in super, super quick, they can do things faster than any human being. It's the other human beings that we now have to battle with. And I won't lie to you, I think that if things were on the up and up and they were straight up like that, I do really think that taking an L would feel a lot better. I don't know how many people out there went for the unions that are watching or listening to this. I'm sure many of you did. Some people got Ls, some people got wins. And really, I think it felt like the most fair release that had happened. From everything that I know about the people that won, it was really simple. Almost as simple as going to a page, putting it in your cart, paying for it, and now you're hoping to get it on your doorstep. That's the way retail should be, but for sneakers, it hasn't been that way for a long time. But everything that these shops do, everything that these brands do to try to make it more and more fair, more and more one-on-one, -on -one, that makes it better for the culture. And I think the more people are going to invest in that because I think more people who really love the sneakers and want to wear them are gonna feel less excluded because they won't think and automatically expect that they're gonna take an L. It's gonna feel less and less like a predetermined outcome that maybe we do have a chance. And as you know, with the NFL season right around the corner, hopium is high. If you're a fan of a really bad team or that has been perennially bad, this is your time. You're zero and zero. The season has not yet begun. And I think that that hope is going to do wonders for sneaker culture. Over the last, what, four years or so, Nike Dunks have been huge again. And they had been in a low period for a while where we really didn't see that many released. Now we see dunk after dunk after dunk. And honestly, I feel like if you've seen a GR dunk, you've seen them all. But every so often, there are some really cool collaborations that come out. The Crenshaw ones were really, really unique. I love the Hiragomes that I mentioned earlier. And those released today as I am recording this episode. One of the fun things that I have seen in skate culture anyway is the fact that a lot of these skate shops are trying to sort of take back the power as it relates to these shoes. Because don't forget, skate culture is a completely different thing than sneaker culture. Even though the Nike Dunk started as a basketball shoe, it was then adopted by skateboarders because it didn't really live up to expectations for basketball because really the Jordan 1 and the Air Force 1 had already cornered the market there. So skate culture went and took this shoe and made it their own they adopted it as part of themselves. The rest is history in terms of Nike SB, and I think that that's a wonderful thing. But over time, I think that that connection has been lost because I think that Nike Dunks are more synonymous with a Jordan 1 than they are with skateboarders now. However, 
the Nike SB line is really designed with skaters in mind because many of the collaborations there are done by skaters or people who skate. And so these skate shops are doing really unique things to try to incentivize people to come in to buy the shoe that want to buy the shoe to wear them or skate in them. That is really, really neat. So for these dunks, some of the skate shops were requiring you to put them on your feet, skate out of the shop, and be able to do tricks in this shoe. Basically, they're preventing you from just taking it and trying to get as much money as possible on the resale market. That is really, really awesome. And yes, there are a lot of skate shops that aren't doing that. Yes, there are a lot of brands and shops that aren't doing that or aren't trying. But I think the fact that these skate shops are trying harder, it makes it more hopeful for us. And we as a sneaker lover, as the sneaker consumer, isn't that what we want? Our expectation should be that we have a fair shake at all of this, no matter how it happens, whether it's getting rid of bots, whether it's making people who want to skate actually skate in these shoes, whatever. I don't care what it is, as long as it's unique, and as long as it shows that many of these shops and brands are thinking of the consumer first. And I think that is what is missing in sneakers today. Many people, when there is a sneakers release, they think to themselves, the sneakers app sucks. And don't get me wrong, there are elements to the sneakers app that I think could be improved. But I think what people forget when it comes to the sneakers app is that the amount of people that are actually using that app is way more than are trying to go after these other releases on these other sites. I know that a lot of people know about Union or know about Ama Manier, but I think that your casual sneaker lover, most of the people that live in that bell curve that I talk about, I think those people are mostly relying on the sneakers app to try to get these shoes. And I think those people, even though they think that they have a fair chance, are not really in any position to get these shoes because there are too many people trying to get a shoe on sneakers. And one of the things we don't know is whether the sneakers app actually has the inventory to keep up with even just a small portion of the people that are going after it. We have no idea. I wish there was a little bit more transparency on the sneakers app to know going in, this is how many pairs that we actually have. To me, I think that would be great transparency to know. It would be awesome to be able to know that for these other smaller shops, but their inventory is a lot lower and I think they want to drive people to their website, of course. So Union is going to have a release of their own because why wouldn't they? They designed the shoe. It's their shoe with Jordan brand, so they should have that. But I think if the brands had a little bit more transparency, coupled with all the things that we know that a lot of them are doing to try to make it better, and let me be clear, the sneakers app is better than it once was. At least now, bots are being taken out of the equation. But you're also seeing people have their orders refunded, you're seeing people not being able to pay. There are a lot of glitches that happen that you would actually expect during a union release, not a Nike release. That's the crazy part. That is what I think a lot of people are frustrated with is that Nike, this global brand, one of the biggest brands in the entire world, somehow they can't get the automation right. It's not as if they don't know that the demand isn't going to be there. It's not as if they don't know that there's gonna be traffic on the site. They know all of this. As a matter of fact, they actually use that to their advantage and try to drive hype by having these shock drops or these retro releases. And they honestly use that as leverage because they know that if they have shock drops or if they have something that seems exclusive, that sneaker culture is going to come after it in force. But what we don't know, and let's take Sneakers Day for an example, we don't know how much inventory they actually have. How do we know? With the Kobe's, how do we know how much inventory we had? 
Thankfully, social media is here to try to actually check up on these things because if you do go to Twitter, sometimes you can't find out the inventory numbers. The point is here, we as the sneaker consumer, the sneaker lover, the sneaker wearer, we just want a fair shake. And that, to me, is the expectation that we should all have as part of the culture. Release of the week, where I like to showcase a shoe that catches my eye. It's not always hype. This week, it actually might be, but it's just something that I think that you should know. A ton of sneakers release every single week. Sometimes it's hard to pick one. A lot of times, they are just a GR release. However, this week, I'm going to focus on a shoe that has been rumored for a very long time and is actually finally getting its release on August 31st. By the time this episode comes out, it may have already released. And it is the Supreme Nike SB Dunk Low Ramel Z. I'm not even sure if I said that correctly, but what I do know is that Supreme is teaming up with Nike SB to create this dunk to pay homage to one of their first collaborators on one of their first collaborations ever. I think that that is really cool. And one of the biggest things I love about it is all the paint on it. And I'm talking about the paintings on it, the drawings on it. And why do I like that? Because it reminds me of the Paris dunks. Those are some of the most coveted dunks of all time. And they're really, really awesome looking. They're very unique. These remind me of that. They are not that, but I think that they are in a similar vein to that. So if you're in the market for a pair of dunks and you don't have a Supreme collaboration, this might be your chance. Not only are there low tops, there are high tops too. I happen to like the low tops better because I think the black contrast with all the paintings on it is just really, really awesome. But you really can't go wrong. Let me ask you, sneaker culture, what are your expectations out of a sneaker release? Let me know. If you want to call or text INC Sports, we are part of that on YouTube. Area code 703-718-6314 is the way to do that. We are on YouTube right now. Hit like and subscribe. It really helps. It's not mandatory, though. If you're listening in audio, Apple, Spotify, or any other app that you're using, please hit follow and rate where applicable. On Instagram, at FireFootwearPod is the handle to find me there. If you want to find me on Facebook, Fire Footwear or Sneaker Podcast is what you would search. Honestly, I'm just very, very happy that you're all here. I hope that this finds you well. I hope that this finds you safe. However it is that you find me, however it is that you interact with me, I'm just happy that you do it. I'll talk to you all next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.